The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. Imagine growing a business with high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, and wildly happy customers. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. LinkedIn presents... Welcome to Brown Table Talk. I am D.C. Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engaged, Wall Street alum, top WB CEO, and a LinkedIn top voice. I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. I'm Mita Malik, a LinkedIn top voice, a business leader, a mom, and now an author. My new book, Reimagine Inclusion, Debunking 13 Myths to Transform Your Workplace, is now available for pre-order on Amazon. So please go ahead and get yourself a copy and check out the link in our show notes as well. She's an amazing storyteller. She tells stories here on the pod, but then she writes and converts these stories places like Harvard Business Review and all of those other saucy, glossy, bossy uh, publications that you all read entrepreneur, what, Fast Company, Inc., everything, right? Let me come back. Okay. Oh, (laughs) Ad Week? week. Yes, yes, yes. No, this is is us. Our our listeners, they know. They've been here with us. But in any event, Mita and I, we started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in their workplaces from my perspective as a Black woman, and for me to her view as a South Asian woman, and at our table, we unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy detail out, but then we provide you with tips that you need on not how to survive, but how do you thrive in organizations wherever you are. So, uh, Mita, why don't you tell them what we're talking about today? Drum roll, please. Okay, D. So, you know, we have such an engaged community. We love you all. Thank you for being at the Brown Table Talk with us. We have been taking audience questions. People have been reaching out to D and I over LinkedIn messages, Instagram. So, one of our listeners had the following question. So, the topic is How do you handle a bad performance review? How do you handle a bad performance review? Is the season of performance reviews. D and I are going to unpack it all. We're going to spill the tea like we always do. We're going to keep it real here. Then we're going to leave leave you some tips at the end. But D, as I read the question coming in, I was like, oh, this is a heavy one. This is a heavy one. Yeah, it what is. Say you, because, you know I've got stories, but I know you I have. Know. I, I can tell that you have a first thought that just came into your head. Yeah, I do. I remember the time I worked for super, super sharp woman. She was the only woman at, it's so long ago, I wanna, I'm want i going to say the name because it was such a positive experience. It was Merrill Lynch, and she was the Aww. only woman. As, it, yes, I have fond memories. Thank you, Merrill mm-hmm. Lynch. That is wherever Aww, you all thank you, Merrill. Uh, yes. And Debbie Aldridge, thank you wherever you are. If anybody knows her, I've been trying to find her. She Debbie was Aldridge, only- you talk about her a lot. You've mentioned her a I few do. times. You've heard me Debbie. talk. I lo- she was, when I tell you, you know, I'm almost getting emotional because even though, oh. you know, it was my very first job experience, she was super sweet. She was the only woman. She was a white woman. She was super 
gorgeous, but she was super bad. When I tell you bad assery, <laughs> let me tell you something. And I remember her direct reports submitted their performance reviews. When I tell you she let them have it because they were sexist mm-hmm. and they were oh, racist. Now, this was a long time ago, everybody. So we're all good now. But she she sent them back. She sent her. Wow. Now, just, just let's set the scene. She's an SVP. Yes. Long, yep. long, long time ago. And her direct report submitted the reviews. She sent them back because she had questions. And I remember even being super young and my first job, there were, there were inequities, disparities, and she made them justify why. I, it, was, it was interesting to watch. So that is, yeah, that was my immediate thought. But I know you have stories, so I want to dig into being on the other side of what I saw when I was working with and for Debbie and and her direct reports. They were all men. Right. She was the only she was the only woman at that level. So tell us the story, Mita. I don't know. I have so many stories. My head is swirling. Here's the <laughs> thing. I have had in my career. You have the times when the performance review is valid. We all have areas of opportunity, right? Yeah. But when we say bad performance review, that sits heavy and emotional for me because it actually leads me to a place of times where I've received reviews that were filled with bias. And it was more, there was something else other than my performance. But I'll tell, the first story I have is my very first, one of my very first roles in marketing. I had my performance review. And this is what this manager decides to do. I know, Dee, you and Diverse and Engaged and your team are training leaders all day long. And we talk a lot about leadership and development being at the core of this work Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. 360 reviews, right? So this manager decided to do 360 review on me. I I had just like my first job in marketing, right? The individual decides to take all that information and print it out. Like the raw comments, the anonymous comments. It's probably like 20 pages. This happened to me twice in my career. And interestingly, I'm just going to be honest like we are. The first was a white man. The second was a white woman. This happened twice in my career. Leaves me in a conference room to read all these comments by myself. I'll be back. Take a look at your anonymous review. I'll be back in like 15 minutes. I'm like bawling by the time this individual comes back. Because what this individual doesn't do, which I do for my team, is you look at themes. Because sometimes people are unkind. Mita yeah. doesn't belong here, doesn't know what oh she's doing. She's not what? speaking up in news. I'm not sure those what the value she's adding. People type what? this stuff in. It's like, it's like the trolls in social media. People type the most unkind things in. This manager printed it out and left me in a conference room to read it alone, gave me 15 minutes, and came back to deliver my review. So to me... That's not just a bad performance review. You're trying to break the person because what a, re, what, a, what a seasoned leader will do is you will, I get performance review feedback on D360. I will then read through it and find the themes. And I will remove the unkind, hurtful things when you know there's something off. When someone's like, mm-hmm. me doesn't belong here. Mm-hmm. Me doesn't know what she's doing. Like, well, what's the point of reading someone that? Or letting them read mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It's happened to yeah. me twice in my career. 
Twice in my career, oh. a manager has done that to me. Wow. But you know what, Mita? It's not just a bad review. It's bad leadership. That is not a leader. Yes. Yes. Me, that, that is not a leader. Um, and I think the problem is, I mean, there's so many things that are wrong with that. Like just not having the ability and then, you know what? No, first it's the racism, right? It's the, it's the microaggressive sort of behavior of I needed support to deliver what I really wanted to say, but I didn't have the heart to say. That's actually what was happening there. Ooh. He, she needed support for this othering. Like they, they, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I feel like, and so it helped, it helped them to make their case um, or, or they, it helped them to, I don't, I don't know the word that I want to say, but, but yeah, I, I think that was just a well, building. What I will add to this, I, well, I would add to this um, story because people, I know we get this, people will write to us or message us on LinkedIn and say, why, why is it relevant that you're sharing how the manager identifies? Like, why are you calling out how they identify? And the reason I'm doing that is because on this team, there was a white man who was a colleague of mine and, and he was so supportive. I loved him. So after this happens with the manager, because performance reviews, it's a large company. They're happening across the board. So Mm -hmm. I tell my colleague what happens. He's mortified. That same manager didn't do that to him. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't happen. So just just to put underline the point, right? That did Mm -hmm. not happen Mm -hmm. to someone else who was a white man, but it happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. Same team. Unbelievable. And so, yeah, so the why, uh, why would we share this? I think there's a stat that is about 76, 76% of working women of color uh, in the workplace experience um, this kind of behavior, uh, you know, bias and stereotypes and such. Uh, I have to find the statistic, but about 70, 76%. Um, so it's already, you know, we already know about our experiences. There's always, um, however, the naysayers that 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 say, well, how do we know that to be true? First of all, yes. believe us, believe our stories. Yeah. But believe right us. now, there's lots of reports and, re- and research out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and that that stat, I believe it. I, just to clarify the stat, I believe it's something to the effect of seventy six percent of Americans say they have a negative, or or we know they have a negativity bias against women of color in the workplace. That there it is. Yeah. So. You know, there's yeah. another, I, I have another story. I have so many bad performance review stories. Now we're going to go down a rabbit hole. I'll pick and choose. But another story is I come back from maternity leave after having um, my daughter Priya. And I hadn't worked for six months of the year. I've talked about this publicly. I've written about it. So I didn't work for six months. I actually took extra unpaid leave because at the time there wasn't the leave that there should have been at this company that's been rectified since then. I got the lowest performance rating you can get D that year. I showed back up to work on a scale of one to five, five being. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. 
Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, I'm Tomer Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. On my podcast, Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B2B product though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves, and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were, we were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer. Uh, we'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year. and so. We had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. You know, the best. One being, you probably should figure out what's going on and move on, right? Mm-hmm. Or figure mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. Uh, why you're getting that type of rating. I got a two. And why? I said to the manager, this was the same, another manager who printed out all this feedback. And I said, but I didn't work for half the year. Well, the business fell off the cliff this summer. I was like, I wasn't here this summer. <laughs> <laughs> I said, so how are you giving me two rating? I don't understand. I was like, I, I was just blown away that I would get a two rating when I had gone on leave. And so what I chose to do in that moment, and I still rewind that D if I should have done this, but Mm -hmm. she delivers this to me. She gives it to me. And sometimes, you know, because there had been other things going on in my relationship with this manager, I just knew that's not how I wanted to play my chips. There was no way they were going to make that two and do a three. So at that point, I thought, what was the point? We talk about this. How am I going to use my energy? So I Mm -hmm. said to her, I want you to go back to the executive team and to let them know this. You cannot be giving women who are on leave a two rating who did not have any indication of areas of opportunities before they went out on leave. You cannot do this to other people. Good for you. And that's what I said. I didn't ask her to change the rating, but I made it a point to make a statement and she was scared, D. She would like write it down. (laughs) She was scared. How do you do that when someone's on leave? Because many companies, and listen, leaders, I'm asking you to listen to this. Allies, listen in. Many large companies have that bell curve. You know the bell curve, right? Mm -hmm. You only have so much money. You've got to force the rating curve. Watch out for anybody who's on leave, anyone who's from a historically marginalized group. Mm -hmm. Anybody who all of a sudden you're seeing was a top, Raider, and then mm-hmm. they've dropped. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, good for you for speaking up. Um, but you know what I like even more that you weighed the outcome because I do think as women of color, there's so many things that are happening that are wrong or so many yes. offenses. Let's say there's so many offenses in the workplace and, uh, and you do have to weigh how to respond because of, co- of course, it'll it'll cost you your job in a lot of instances. And that's a lot of the fear, I think, that women of color have. But I yeah. love that you weighed the outcome and said, you know what, I'm going to speak up. This isn't going to serve me, but it's going to serve. Actually, it's going to serve other women 
here, but it's also, it could potentially help the company. You know why? Because if the company continue to, to do that, again, there's so much that is under review and up for investigation right now, right? Since the mm. diversity tipping point, yes. which was the period beginning May of 2020 when corporate America, you know, began reprioritizing uh, and, and knowledge that, that, yes, Houston, we do have a problem and it is, uh, you know, uh, systemic. And so now things are under review. So if that would happen today. And if it's still happening today, there's only a matter of time um, before these things are no longer acceptable. They continue to be called out. I mean, they're being called yes. out now publicly. Um, I think for for many, uh, you know, for many of us, we wouldn't think to do that in our corporate career. But best, guess what? Gen Z is not here for corporate in this regard. They're like, look, we will talk about you over here on this other platform. And, and what are you going to say? And what are you going to do about it? So I love that you weighed your outcome and then you used your voice. Um, but this is an issue of systemic versus surface that that's a systemic issue in other words it's almost like you know you know what it's like Mita it's like you were out we play basketball and you were out for like the five games and and then when we when we came back and we lost the game and you just came into game seven but we lost all of game five and six you were out on leave and 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 you come back and like it's Mita's fault that we lost Mita wasn't even here playing the game (laughs) she's still part of the team and because she wasn't here we're gonna blame her you know it that's how that's how insane it is so like if we if we deliver it or sort of paint the picture in that way so good for you for speaking up but you know what i what i i love what you just brought up my entire career even to this point and i hate to say this and i know people are gonna i know a lot of women of color are going to relate to this i'm constantly calculating every decision yep. i'm calculating do I go left? Do I go right? Do I go up? Do I go down? And what are the consequences going to be? Right? Uh, uh, you know, when we go back to this idea of a bad performance review, there have been times when I have received what I thought was unfair feedback. Goals have changed. Metrics have changed. All of a sudden, this wasn't a priority for the company. I was staffed on it, but now I'm being sort of held accountable. But you all canceled the project. So now I'm getting a lower... Uh, rating for that? Like, that doesn't make sense. But always, and this is part of my cultural upbringing, but I also think this is how I've been trained and coached. D gives me really hard feedback and I say, thanks for the feedback. I'm going to process it. I'm processing and I'll circle back with you. I appreciate Mm -hmm. you taking the time to share. So there have been moments where if I really feel like the feedback is off base, that's what I will say. But for me... During a performance review, I never in the moment try to go toe-to-toe. I take it, I process it, and in some mm-hmm. cases, I will schedule a follow-up or I'll come back with more information. Because I mm-hmm. think as human beings, I'll say it, we can all be defensive. And yes. so sometimes the feedback is, sometimes there's valid feedback, right? Sometimes there's mm-hmm. valid feedback. Yes. So I have to yes. take it and think about it. And the other times, I'll just call my friend DC Marshall, who will tell <laughs> me, no, no, and no, no. That's me. Wrong, that is wrong, so wrong. mean. When you, when, <laughs> when you call me, whenever, I mean, 
Yeah. So I'm not even going to go into it. I get upset immediately. But you know what? Um, yes, it is. I, 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 you're spot on in terms of take it, process, never respond in the moment, um, and then come back. And I think when you when you return, um, you know, always asking for uh, specific examples and scenarios. When did that happen? Or how? What did that? What might that look like? And what might you know? Uh, the four or the exceeds or what, what, yeah, what might be uh, the benchmark or the standard in terms of how that should look? Because, you know, I think a lot of leaders don't know, no, some leaders do not know how to deliver feedback. And I, I say that because yeah. we've been called in on projects to deliver training and development where, I mean, an organization was just hemorrhaging people of color. They were leaving. They were walking out the door. I mean, it was bad. And the development was well-intentioned, but it did come from a chief of diversity person. Um, And what we found at that company was their performance appraisal process was broke. It was broken. Mm -hmm. They didn't have a solid process. But number two, Nita, they didn't know how to deliver feedback. They weren't aware that their bias was showing, their racism was showing, their, uh, their uh, you know, them being the majority was showing. And so part of that is, I think, for corporations or companies have a responsibility now to make sure their leaders know what they're doing. Stop promoting people if, you know, if they are not responsible. Listen, if you can't get their names right, they shouldn't be, you shouldn't be a manager. <laughs> we'll start there. Let's start there. I was waiting for that. that. Be I was waiting for that. That's, that's going to be the first flag. So I already know you're not going to get this performance appraisal. I already know. Let, let's let's role play. I'm the I'm the manager and I'm I'm doing your performance appraisal. I already want to give you a two. No. Okay. Ugh. And so I'm going to call you Molly. Molly. Molly, and correct me on your name. I'm going to, no, she's too, uh, uh, you know, uh, defensive <laughs> about what her name. I'm sorry. Come back. Let's come back. But, but, oh my God. but, uh, oh, you're right. <laughs> but my point is, and, and so just, just to finish that thought, um, because I know we have leaders and allies listening for that company. I said, Hey, you've got a bigger issue here. Your leaders, yeah. um, it, was a, it was a very young organization. So young tech is very adolescent versus financial services, a very mature sure. organization sure. or industry, I should say. And so while there, there may be young geniuses who do their job well, they have not been equipped to have language and insight and competence, cultural competence. They may have right. skill and competency for their job, but they don't have the cultural uh, competence to be able to lead people and then deliver feedback and then identify their own bias. So if you're, you know, your performance appraisal is you've got five people or five direct reports and somehow, you know, there, there's, uh, it just so happens that the people of color on your team are, are, you know, below standard, like those are just basics, but, um, <sighs> but yeah, so I just wanted to, well, and it so sounds that's like, I'm like, you're going to have a lawsuit. Lawsuit. Well, it sounds like diverse and engages for hire. So for anyone listening, reach out to D and team if you need help. What I would say, D, is I want to actually take this conversation in a bit of a different direction, which is in my career, because I come from the school of DC Marshall, I learned how to play the game better. So lean in, lean in, folks. So performance review time is coming up. Here are the things I'm going to do 
to hedge against a bad performance review when I know there are known issues with my manager. I will keep a list. Whatever you're doing, keep listening and start a spreadsheet, start a Google Doc. You have better be keeping track of your own accomplishments. If you don't do it, no one else is going to. Every quarter, I tell my team, write down all your wins. Because guess what? I'm human. I'm not going to remember it. So what you should do proactively is send to your manager your wins or talk mm-hmm. to them about it during a one-on-one and say, hey, I know performance reviews coming up. I know you have a lot in your plate. I'm just going to send a friendly reminder, right? Do that. Do it in the self-evaluation. Okay. And then here's another thing. If the manager is going to do a 360, proactively send names. Proactively send names of people they should talk to. I'm putting DC Marshall on that list. People you've worked right? with and you know who are in your right. corner. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. Let me be clear. People you've worked with, people who are your allies, go back and listen to our episode on the importance of career sponsors. So, because the manager will put the get list together, right? But if you mm-hmm. can also put some individuals on the list, who know your worth, your capabilities, have evidence, facts of things that you've done, that Mm -hmm. is going to help in the performance review. So that's one way I have tried to be proactive because early in my career, I didn't do any of that. I just thought, okay, I'm reporting into D. She's going to come with the sheet, tell me my rating, give me my... And I'm like, wow, there's so many ways I can influence that positively. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. And I'll add to that, Pull out the job description and and also mm. do a comparison, right? And so you can use some of the um, the requirements of the role or just some of the language to also send in an email to say, hey, I know, you know, um, this is sort of what I was brought on to do. And, you know, here's just some thoughts about where I think I'm trending or tracking, you know, so on and so forth. So, um because I'm going to tell you what that does for the leader who is not um, as, uh, let's just say, savvy in delivering feedback mm-hmm. or maybe even uncomfortable or maybe even right. tentative. You're giving them the language because that's what we found yes. in working with our clients. Uh, for managers, it might have been their first time with direct reports. They didn't have language. Yeah. And so yeah. you help them with the language. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So this, before this we get into tips, I, wanted, I want to summarize for our audience the two things that we're talking about. I think that when we think about performance reviews and what does a bad performance review mean, in scenario A, a bad performance review for me could be, which has happened, I thought I was on track to be promoted. My former boss kept saying, I was killing it, killing it, killing it. Go back and listen to that episode where we talk about feedback. And then I get a new manager who comes in and says, actually, you're not ready to get promoted. Here are the five things I need to see from you. And I'm pissed because I'm like, I thought I was doing everything right. And then this manager comes in and actually gives me some critical feedback because the last manager Mm. didn't give me any feedback. That could Mm. be a bad performance review in my mind, Mm -hmm. but that's really more about me accepting my areas of opportunity. The second Mm -hmm. case is, as we've talked about, a bad performance review because the manager is treating you differently, different standards for different people. Manager's not equipped to give feedback. Manager's Mm -hmm. dropping all this feedback all of a sudden during this 30-minute conversation you've never heard, hurtful feedback, unkind feedback. So I think as you think about this idea of a bad performance review, we need to separate those two cases, right? Mm -hmm. Separate them and then try to identify 
is it this or is it that when you think about a bad performance review? Yeah. And you know, and so I, I know we're going to tips, tips but I want to sure. make sure something you just, uh, something you just said in terms of feedback, like, you know, out of, out of nowhere, all of a sudden you see yeah. something on your performance appraisal. Um, and the way to manage that is to ask for feedback after every big pop project, after yes. every you know big win and the way uh that we advise that and we we literally do training around this is um you know how, how do you think how how do you think we did on our project or on a scale of 1 to 5 how do you think it went so cuz mm-hmm. when you say how do you think it went you're asking more general and then you go specific oh i think we did yes. a great job and oh okay what do you what would be the one thing you think i did well one thing you'd share uh, that i could improve on or you know and so and when you have those conversations because some of them are on the fly on the run some of them are formal formal um, but, yes. but if you can get some on the fly on the run, it catches in a spontaneous moment where your manager is likely to have a positive um, response in on the run, right? And then what do you do? And then you just send an email. Thank you so much for the feedback. Glad that we, you know, to learn or to know the project went well. Uh, and thank you so much for the insight in terms of my contribution being, you know, well, I like rating scales and I also advise on rating scales. So look, we're, we can't do all of this here in the podcast, but um, I hope this is helpful. I love that. You know what I also just thought about? In the moments, gosh, I should calculate. I have no idea how many performance reviews I've had at this point in my career. I, I've lost count. But one of the things is, if you're ever stunned in the moment, this happens to me often. I'm stunned in the moment, or I don't know what to say. You can always send an email afterwards just to say, D, thank you for taking the time to deliver the performance review appreciate the feedback I'm processing and look forward to continued conversations. So it acknowledges it. You're not saying you agree with it. That's not what I'm you know, saying to say, but you're acknowledging that the person took the time to do this and you're going to circle back. You can always send an email. Always send an yeah. email. There you okay, go. we're going to pause for tips. All right, Dee, I can't believe it. As usual, our time is flying by here on today's episode. So thank you all for being here. We were discussing how to handle a bad performance review. I put bad in quotes, air quotes, as my daughter Priya does. (laughs) So Dee, we're going to head to the tips. I'm going to hand the mic over to you to do one and two. All right. I am going to share tips here. And then I'm also going to share on browntabletalkpodcast.com. So tip number one is process. So process means uh, responding and responding means not reacting. And what does that mean? Accept the performance appraisal and circle back no less than 24 hours. So thank you for... Yep. No less than 24 hours. So you never respond in real time, never respond same day. You want at minimum overnight to process all of the feedback. So that is number one, process. Number two, constantly calculating. Mita gave us this, and I think I'm going to call this the the 2C or C squared. It's constantly calculate, meaning Mm -hmm. if and when your desire is to challenge, think about the outcome. How might this play out? Uh, And whether or not it would be worth it, whether or not 
the review or the rating will be changed. So that is number two. We're going to go to Mita for number three. Okay, you all. Number three, it's for all of the allies here listening. D and I have said this before. We will say it again. Different standards for different people is canceled. Canceled, canceled, canceled. So if you are seeing Mita was a five rating and all of a sudden dropped to a two, where I actually worked on like three initiatives with Mita, how is her performance rating a two coming out of this? Ask the questions. Ask the questions when you find out the information and advocate for people when you know that they deserve a rating that they've earned. That's all for today. Thank you, Dee. Thank you, LinkedIn Podcast Network. We appreciate our community. We love you so much. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with someone who needs to hear this conversation. Follow us on Apple and Spotify and please leave a review and we will see you next time. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include Allies Unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com.